Welcome to Scandal Water, where the tea is hot and the conversation lively. Your hosts, Candy and Ashley, will discuss a peculiar story somehow related to the entertainment industry. This podcast might not change the world, but it just might satisfy your thirst for an intriguing tale. Oh, it's that time of day. Tune in and hear what the ladies say. It's time to bend your ear when the silver screen appears. Stories about the stage and screen and everything in between. So come on and join the fun. The curtain opens in three, two, one. Hello, Ashley. Hello, Candy. I'm looking forward to talking about our personal road trips today, which is what we're going to do for our last week of this month, where Mm -hmm. we've been centered around the theme of summer road trips. Hopefully we've given everyone an idea of where to go on their own road trips, maybe in July or August. You'll have some good ideas either from the previous episodes or maybe this one. Maybe. Because I don't know about you, but I really loved my road trip that I I got to take with my family. Well, what we're going to do, guys, is we're just going to share some highlights from our different trips Mm -hmm. and to make it more fun for ourselves. What we did was we made up a list of different... We, you did. You organized okay, well. this. You are an amazing genius person. I was so grateful for you. Oh, uh, well, thank you. But what I came up with a little list of kind of topics mm-hmm. or angles. And mm-hmm. so we just personally chose some of those ones that spoke to us. And, and we have not shared with each other. That's right. And yes. so we're just kind of kind of back and forth. Yeah. And, and in this way, we hope that we'll not only get to share a little bit about our personal road trips, but maybe some of our thoughts about trips in general. Who sure. knows? Who knows? what will come out. Do you want to start, Ashley? Sure. So the first thing we are going to do is say where we went. Just yep. here's a itinerary. At the end of April, Brian and I went on a nine-day road trip. We started in Orlando, Florida and spent two days at Disney World. We left there, drove up to Georgia where we visited Jekyll Island, then a couple days at Tybee Island and a day trip into Savannah before we moved on to a day trip to Charleston and then ended up in Asheville where we stopped in, of course, at the Biltmore before mm. we made it home by that next Friday night. As for uh, a why, why did we do this? He and I, as I've talked about many, many times, we're both heavily involved in our community theater. And when we're not there, we're both working. So for us to take a break from work in the theater means we literally have to leave the premises. Mm. We have to remove ourselves or we're just going to keep plugging away. (laughs) And if for me personally, if I didn't make time to step away from the computer, I know my entire life would pass me by because there's never going to be an end to the things that need writing or editing or doing. So for us, the timing worked out because this was the last little window before our season at the theater starts up again. I'm coming out of my directing hiatus to work on two shows this season and I'll be helping produce the others which is going to take us through the end of February of next year. So there may be a little bit of time here and there where we might get to take off for a few days but we pretty well wanted to take the time before we lost it. Wow so you guys truly were unplugging first of all yes and this was this one little window that you all needed to take advantage of. Yeah that was it. All right. So our trip was actually a family trip. Okay. Kennedy and Camden were with us, as was Camden's girlfriend, Bree. And what we did was we landed in Las Vegas, because that's where we could get the best deals Mm -hmm. with our flight. And then we got in a van and we drove to Tucson to pick up Kennedy. That's where she's temporarily working as a traveling PT. So we spent a day in Tucson. And then we went to Bisbee, spent a couple days there, went to Tombstone, then Sedona, and then on to the Grand Canyon. That night we stayed in a dome, which was a cool experience. Oh, yes. I saw that photo. Yeah. And then we had our next day was kind of the 
adventure day, Antelope Slot Canyon and kayaking. And then we ended up back at Vegas where we were going to fly out, where we also got to see a magic show. Oh, nice. And if our listeners remember, we talked about the Grand Canyon and your feelings about the Grand Canyon in our last episode. (laughs) Yes, we did. Don't judge me. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not. I'm still on your side. Okay, good. What was your first topic that you chose that you wanted to talk about, Ashley? (laughs) My first topic was a little bit of a play on it. It was the challenge. You you mentioned something that was challenging. Mm -hmm. I added on slash my personal goal for the trip. So I have two items under the challenges category. One was my own personal challenge slash goal. And one was an unexpected challenge related to my personal challenge. But that could also morph into the general tip for road trips. So I'm going to share it separately. Okay. It's a thing. (laughs) It's a whole big thing. All right. I didn't know if you know this about me, Candy. I'm a planner. (laughs) What? Can you imagine? I'm shocked. Are you shocked? I'm I'm shocked. And one of my compulsions at the end of every year is to hunt down and purchase the perfect planner. I use them as a record of my life, a way to look back and say, what did I do with my days? I put stickers, my favorite quotes. It's a big deal to me because it's something I'm going to look at every single day of the year. It's It's almost like your personal version of scrapbooking. It is. It is. Or journaling. Either way. Yeah. I just say, what did I do? And Uh it's, I do it on paper. I don't have the electronic ones. I like a paper one. But I also struggle deeply, as you know, and probably listeners are picking up on with anxiety. Hmm? I'm much better than I used to be. It used to be more of an everyday thing. And now it's more triggered by certain events. And one thing I've been trying to do is live each day as it comes and not pile a bunch of responsibilities on my week and stare at this to do list that's probably never going to get done. So with this trip, I stepped out of my comfort zone. And one of my personal challenges, even including Disney World, was not to pre plan too deeply. Ooh. It's a big deal. Now, if you go to Disney World, you know you have to plan a little bit right now. There's park reservations Mm -hmm. you have to make and dinner reservations. But past that, technically, you don't have to plan anything. You could just walk around the park and take in the ambiance of the situation and stand in lines for things that you're interested in. Mm -hmm. So thankfully, Brian and I have been fortunate enough to go to Disney World several times over the years. So we really only have like a few must-dos for each park. The rest can kind of come and go at this point. Mm -hmm. Again, this is our experience. Now, for full disclosure, because of some health problems that I have, I qualify for a DAS pass at Disney World, Mm -hmm. which is a disability access pass. Using that resource, along with a single rider option, on a few rides, we were able to do almost everything we wanted to do without much fuss or hassle, clarifying things we wanted to do Mm -hmm. that we thought were important. As a quick aside, in the once is enough category that you put down, (laughs) (laughs) that would be riding the Skyliner at Disney. (laughs) Yeah, I've done it twice. I'll do it again if the need arises, but once is really really enough <laughs> not at all would have been okay if I'd never done it at all it's <laughs> could've, just could have passed on could have passed on it it's just that it's so high and I can tell how high it is and when you're in an when you're in an airplane if, if you fall there's probably nothing you can do about it you right know? and you may not feel it or if you do it's going to be real fast but this this is just like high enough to be really look like it's going to be real painful and real damaging <laughs> And then if a storm is coming, which happened, and it just starts to rock, and and there was no happiness in my heart in those moments. There was no Disney magic. There was just fear. There was just fear. And there were little raindrops hitting it. And I was like, this is where it ends. (laughs) 
So I actually, we sent you a photo in the moment. And um, I just thought you would appreciate my just, I was clutching a phone battery. I don't know why (laughs) I thought that would protect me, but my phone was dying and I had gotten the phone battery out and I was just, and I had a wide stance. I was going to say, if I recall correctly, you had your feet planted. I had my feet planted real wide because I thought this is going to help it. This is, I'm going to be okay now. Grounding myself. Grounding myself and I'm holding the battery. So I don't know. (laughs) Why that made you feel more secure? I don't don't know. know. I don't know. But it was the fastest way to get from point A to point B. And I'm also a girl that's not about the journey. I'm about the destination. So (laughs) it was like, what's what's worse? But the feeling of relief when you got off that thing. It was real See, there was your magic. There was my magic. That's what I I have for that. Awesome. Well, the first topic I chose was Mm -hmm. Hidden Gem. Okay, cool. So as you heard, we had a big trip with a lot planned. And I'm going to tell you that Tombstone, to me, I thought, eh, you know, like I did. I was Uh like, oh, this will be nice. We allotted it like two hours. We thought of all the things we're doing, this will just be kind of a stop in, see it, leave. I was so pleasantly surprised. It was adorable. And one particular really? aspect. You used the word adorable to, well, res- to you're say gonna, tombstone. You're going to understand in just okay. a second because here's what the actual hidden gem okay. was. Okay? okay. So we went in and we knew we wanted to see the gunfight at the OK Corral. Mm-hmm. We, w- we wanted to see the museum. We wanted to, you know, certain things you you knew you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Well, we saw this little saloon. And it was adorable. It, it, <laughs> the gunfight was, the gun fight was adorable. They just, were so precious. <laughs> this saloon was historic because it it had been a grand hotel in the past. Oh, cool. And it was the site actually where people such as Wyatt and Virgil Earp had stayed, Doc Holliday, different people. So mm-hmm. also Camden and Brie really wanted to find like the swinging doors. You know, they wanted oh, a yeah, picture yeah. of what they wanted to they push had, their way through. They some had the cowboy hats doors. and they yeah. were going to take a picture. So we went over to the saloon. This is before 11 o'clock in the morning. I know this because they don't start serving food until 11. So oh. we went in. It's maybe, let's say, 930. And it's called Big Nose Kate's Saloon. Does and it's, Kate have it has nose? Yes, she did. Well, no, actually she didn't. Okay. But the stained glass was beautiful. The, uh-huh. the site was gorgeous. We walk in. It's pretty empty. A few people are in there. And there's some, you know, music playing over the, the loudspeaker. And this elderly gentleman comes up to us as we're looking around, admiring the place. And the next thing you know, he's like, you need a picture. You need a picture. You guys need to get behind the bar. And I'm like, well, I, are we allowed to do that? Yeah, yes. Wait. He goes. He gets boa. He comes Ah. over. He puts them around our necks. He goes and gets us hats. He gets us pistols. And it's by, like one of those Gatlinburg things, but it's a real saloon. It's a real saloon. That's and cool. by this point, Kennedy is like, I don't know if we... And I'm like, he must know somebody. Like, like <laughs> he seems... He is too confident. Director. The next thing you know, this man is so charming. He's got us behind the bar where uh-huh. there is a bartender back there, but the bartender is letting this guy direct uh-huh. us. Uh-huh. We are taking photos. He's telling me to put my hand on the beer tap. And I mean, he is so confident. And then he notices, you know, Kirk and Camden have started taking pictures. He's like, you all get behind there. He gives them cowboy hats. Camden already had one. And he makes them pose as though we're holding them up. At Somewhere along the line, I'm like, you own this place, don't (laughs) you? And he, yes, this was the owner. Oh, fun. This gentleman, his name was Steve. I'm telling you, he made our morning. Oh. 
he was the most charming he sat there and chatted with us he talked to us about different things with the history we told him we were going to the gunfight here give him my card tell Mm. him he was he's tommy do of the wild west isn't he yes and so that was my hidden gem just to give you just a little bit more information Mm -hmm. so it has a historical sign posted outside the saloon because in 1881 when the tombstone city had a population of only around 5,000 people it did have 110 saloons 14 24-hour gambling halls and it because of those things brought in some of the red light ladies or the shady ladies as they might be called and big nose kate was one of those okay she was famous mainly for the fact that she was doc holiday's girlfriend Mm. so after they turned the grand hotel into a bar many many years later it was a different bar and in 1982 steve and his wife gloria and their daughter susan they became the owners and wow they turned, he's owned it a long time then. yes he has and they turned it into the big nose kate saloon where they tried to it's been renovated many times in fact there was a fire that went through tombstone back in 1882 but it did not destroy this entire building oh, cool. so they've kept it as historically accurate as they could sure. for example the bar that is in the saloon now is the original one but it was originally located downstairs Hmm. this place is open seven days a week it has live music every day in 2016 it was named by true west as the best western bar in the west but the hidden gem is steve steve i'm telling you i have a picture with him this man was like come back at 11 the food's so good i mean they have all these photos on the wall he is up there with who's the fellow that plays john crease in the karate kid marvin i can't think of his last name but he's on the wall pictured with all these different all these celebrities he is a charmer and so steve hello, hello steve hello to steve and gloria and susan nice well that is that is adorable okay we got adorable. there we got to the uh, you wouldn't associate adorable and tombstone in the same sentence but you managed to make it happen i'm real proud thank you <laughs> okay so talked about there being an unexpected challenge that could yeah. kind of go into tips for people who are on road trips. And I'm going to say, I'm going to give you guys a tip for choosing hotels on the road. Okay. Because it goes into, you know, it related. I did not pre-plan where we were going to stay. Oh, not even her. No, ma'am. Oh. No, the only thing that was planned that we were going to stay is Disney World. After that, we set course for a city. And had nowhere to stay. This okay. is how determined I was oh, to stick to this. Okay, I am impressed now because you know me. I, could, I couldn't do that. Oh, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, here's how we did it. Oh, no. <laughs> so, the unexpected challenge that could morph into the tip I have for road trips in general happened as we were on the second leg of a road trip where we would decide on the city we wanted to visit. And as we drove to that location, I would just start searching for hotels on Google. We're just going to search on Google. That right? would stress me out. Oh, well, I-, I do highly recommend you do it instead of just pulling into a random hotel when you're ready to stop driving. Okay. 100% search them on Google. <laughs> no. I did not realize at the beginning of this endeavor how unintentionally humorous hotel reviews could be. Of course, you know, every hotel had the immediate five-star reviews. Right, of course. But upon deeper digging, the hilarity began to reveal itself within the one-star reviews. That's really where the comedy gold is. But I doubt sincerely that the person leaving the review was <laughs> laughing <laughs> at the time that they wrote it. Yes, there are now towns that according to their hotel reviews, I am not certain I would even feel comfortable stopping to use the bathroom. <laughs> one particularly great standout one-star review mentioned that they felt their gas had been siphoned out of their vehicle <gasps> 
possibly by the maintenance man of the hotel they were staying at, and that they wanted to warn other vacationers not to leave their hotel room after dark. Oh, yeah. No. Yes, ma'am. Lots of talk of hair in places it Uh, maybe shouldn't be. uh -uh. (laughs) Some bed bugs, non-working appliances, some broken AC, and a few mentions of blood. No. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Just as an aside, long after we were home, we looked up a seedy-looking hotel in a town near us, not our specific town, and as expected, many five stars. But one one star reviewer mentioned that she thought she might have seen a stabbing. But she ended her review with complaining that she wasn't allowed to take her breakfast back to her room. So in writing, we're usually told when making a list to end with the most significant items, such as I did in my list where blood was the last thing I mentioned. So with that logic to this woman, apparently the lack of ability to do breakfast in bed was more grievous than seeing a stabbing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have so many thoughts going through my head right now. One of the hotels we were considering where it did not seem that anyone had been murdered as of yet, we arrived and the doors were open, but there was no employees on the premises. At all? Nope. Then another vacationer arrived and said that their daughter had just checked in and the employee had stated they had to go fix something and they'd be right back. After 10 minutes of waiting. Wow. And still no employee. I found the phone number for the hotel online and when Brian called it, it had been disconnected. We knew that it was a real hotel uh, because, because we were, we were sitting in, in front of it and people were inside. Just no employees, which That's was really crazy. making me reconsider the whole murder thing. <laughs> it turns How out. How do you stay in business? I don't know. It turns out this this poor man was literally the only employee at the hotel at that time. I don't know. Or maybe oh, at all. No. And he had to do some maintenance work. So between that and then the other hotels that we stopped at. See, it was like a beach. I was like, I really want to stay at a hotel on the beach. And I'm not giving locations because lots of these cities were absolutely lovely right so just know that it was on the way or we walked to the beach to say do we like this stretch of beach and it was lovely it had a restroom available blah 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 hundreds of dead jellyfish on the beach so we go into this hotel that's daring to charge three hundred dollars a night and we say um Uh what's up with all the dead jellyfish and the guy looked us dead in the eye went what dead jellyfish and brian's (laughs) like for real for real, for real, you want $300 a night and we can't even walk on the beach because if you step on a dead jellyfish, you're They'll still, still going to sting you. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, oh, it just must be the time of year for that. That was all. So we did not stay there. Did you did you find places every night or did it turn into an ordeal? We did find a place. The one place we stayed in before I started checking all this stuff, he ended up barricading the door at night. He was a little nervous. Oh <laughs> the other the other places were fine. I, I just I never really considered the fact that maybe reviews can be bought. I just never thought about it. And I think it goes on a lot more than I realize. So dear listeners, be sure to check the one stars if you're an anxious person who's trying to be spontaneous yeah. as I was. So in case you're wondering where we did stay Day with no fear of bed bugs, robbery, or death. I'm going to give you the name of the three best hotels that we found. Disney's All Stars Movie Resort gets the bronze medal. Sea and Breeze Hotel and Condo on Tybee Island gets the silver. Okay. And the Double Tree by Hilton Biltmore Hotel Asheville brings home the gold. I felt like I was sleeping on a cloud. Ooh. It could be because that was the last stop and I was utterly exhausted. But you know what? You take your wins where you can. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kudos. Yeah. Hey, you know there's a podcast where they do nothing but read the bad reviews to no, different. Yeah. That is hilarious. That's what they do. That is funny. I've I've heard. 
part of it. Okay. Well, my next topic was most exciting event location or moment. All right. And this hands down goes to our experience kayaking the Colorado really? River. I was so nervous about this, you guys. I'm not super athletic. I know you're shocked. Um, <laughs> you're more athletic than I am. I mean, I go outdoors, but I'm not a huge outdoorsy person. And so beforehand, I had asked my friend Jessica, who is a big kayaker. I'm like, Jessica, please just put me in a kayak and put me on some water and just like make me feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. We ran out of time. She was very willing. She's wonderful. Oh, because you had never kayaked before or were not, didn't know how I, or what? Well, I would, yes, I was, I just needed to feel like, show me how to hold sure. the paddle. Yeah. Just let me get in a kayak. I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And everybody kept telling me I would be fine because where we were going was around Horseshoe Bend and then mm-hmm. down the Colorado River. And everybody said, oh, but the water's very calm and peaceful. Mm-hmm. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But until you do it, you You're don't not know. Sure. So mm-hmm. I was a little nervous. Well, when we got there, we started out and the boat ride itself, because the gentleman who took the five of us up to the spot where he was going to let us out, like we were on a speedboat. And that experience alone was breathtaking. Really? Oh my goodness. I could not even put it into words. As we we were, you know, looking at the canyon walls, looking at the scenery on that water, feeling the breeze. It was just, it was those, it was one of those moments that takes your, your breath away. Nice. You just, yes, that alone was an experience. Okay. And then what we decided was you could do the four to six hour day or you could do like the three to four hour day. And it seemed advisable for us to choose the shorter. I would think so. Because if you were not used to kayaking, you would be in so much pain the next day. We were a little nervous. I think I think Cam, the, probably all three of the kids might have leaned towards the longer day, uh-huh. but they were bearing in mind the parents were with them. And so we went with the like four hour day, gotcha. which meant that we did the boat ride through Horseshoe Bend. And then we got out kind of right, right after that and so once we got in those kayaks first of all we were all fine we were great Kirk took a spill which was yeah a little it was an issue with a current but he recovered really well got right back in his kayak everything was great I would recommend everybody do it every I think every single person if you ever got the chance Mm -hmm. it's worth the money you know I mean it's it's not hugely expensive but you know it costs a little bit Mm -hmm. it's worth it it is just absolutely for me like a once in a lifetime type thing nice yeah and the scenery, breathtaking. I got to see a wild horse oh. that had come down towards the water at one point. I have a picture of that. Absolutely gorgeous. Love it. Yeah. Well, before we share our other insights about our trips, why don't we take a short break? Hey, Candy, did you know there are three very important things that happen on August 8th? this year. What are they? Well, it's National Happiness Happens Day and International Cat Day, which happens to be something that makes me happy. (laughs) But it's also when our 100th episode will air. Ooh, that makes me happy. Me too. Let's celebrate. Well, we can't do it without our guests of honor, our listeners. Well, that's true. Hey guys, please join the fun by sending an email or audio clip to share a question or comment about the show. Whether it's your favorite episode, a quote you love, or some feature that appears to you, we would love to hear why Scandal Water is your cup of tea. That's an excellent idea. Send us your emails or audio clips to scandalwaterpodcast at gmail.com by Tuesday, July 11th. Cheers! Cheers. 
we're back. What was your next topic, Ashley? Okay, so this is maybe my longest section because I went to so many different places okay. and I kind of wanted to tackle the highly recommend. Okay. So what I'm going to do is kind of give you my highly recommended food place mm -hmm. and fun place. So okay. I, I'm doing it for like all the parks everywhere we stopped. So for Magic Kingdom, of course, there's going to be classics like Pirates and Haunted Mansion. But for the introverted among us, I'm going to recommend two places in Tomorrowland. The People Mover mm. is this gentle, breezy ride that gives you a few moments of like this peace and respite from the heat and busyness. And for food, I'm going to recommend this quick serve called Cosmic Rays Cafe. It's basically just because not not that the food is not great it's it's fine it's average mm -hmm. food but you get a really good portion for the cost yeah so you could split it between two people at epcot i'm gonna recommend soaring it's my top ride forever it's the only ride i've ever been on where people occasionally still clap at the end yeah. i still clap at the end and as i learned from a very tiny soaring fan one time seat b1 keep that in mind folks <laughs> That is the best seat the in the house. The best seat. Okay. Yes, because Why? it's sort of shaped like an IMAX where if you get on either side, B is in the center. And if you're on the side, it's kind of... It mm, breaks your illusion yeah, because you catch it out of your peripheral. Right. And B1 yeah. is the top. So you don't see everybody's feet. Nice. Yeah. And I learned this when he was put in line and he was waiting there and his, I'm literally, he's like five, <laughs> five or six. He's so tiny. And his dad says he wants B1. If you ask and they can accommodate you, you can ask, can I please sit in B1? And if if you don't mind waiting a turn, they'll put you, yeah. they'll put you there. So that's pretty cool. For food at Epcot, the German Pavilion at dinner time, specifically for the floor show by the in-house band is so fun. Mm. A core, now it doesn't have, obviously it didn't happen the last time we went, but a core memory of mine is being there during the Christmas season one year and hearing this restaurant full of tourists sing along to Silent Night. Oh. It was so beautiful. And then we sang it in English and then he sang it in German. Ooh. And it was, it was lovely, lovely. And they're so talented. I love watching them. I don't know the name of all the band members, but there is a band member named Martin who has worked there since he was a teenager. It's like really? 30, 30 some years he's been doing this. Now he has gigs at other places, but he has worked there for 30 years. Wow. Okay, Animal Kingdom. I always like the Kilimanjaro Safari at Animal Kingdom. It's the closest I'm ever going to be to get to see a real safari. And we went really early in the morning before the heat of the day and got to see several animals out and about. I got to see a rhinoceros almost so close you could touch mm -hmm. it. And after the safari, you can kind of get off and walk a trail and you can walk into an area where you can see under some of the lake and you can see the hippos under the water just uh. right there in that <laughs> whole section. Again, I'm not doing a lot of rides because right. I'm doing more of the unexpected places, but mm -hmm. I thought that was super cool. So for food at Animal Kingdom, Rainforest. Cafe is my favorite place. I think I've been in love with this place since like 2011. And getting a Rainforest Cafe sweatshirt is sometimes my only or favorite souvenir from Disney. Mm. Uh, many years ago, my aunt bought me a membership to the Landry restaurant chain. It's it's like this little card. It cost her about $25 at the time. And I guess it lasts a lifetime because I've never been asked to pay again. And if you present your card at any Landry restaurant, they're going to move you to the front of the line of reservations. Really? Yes. So one time when we were there, there's a location at Animal Kingdom and there's a location at Disney Springs is what they call it now. We had just arrived. We didn't have any reservations. We were really hungry. We walk up there and the guy says, I say, how long is reservation? wait line he says about two hours oh my goodness yeah so we thought well okay he and then he makes a joke he's like unless you have one of our membership cards and I said I do have one of your membership cards he said I'll see you next <gasps> yes ma'am they took us straight Are they back rare? 
I don't understand. I don't know, but I think you can ask for it. I don't know if they're rare now. I mean, I've had this thing for probably almost 10 years now. Wow. Because my aunt's been passed away since 2015. So she got it for me before then. And yeah, it was just a $25 fee. And it used to give you paid for itself a million times over. It used to give you discounts on merchandise. I don't think it does anymore, but there's a tip for you. If you can get the Landry card and it's Morton Steakhouse, it's T-Rex Cafe. I don't know if they'll do the whole seating you first thing there, but Mm -hmm. they do at Rainforest. So that was pretty cool. Very nice. Yeah. All right. Hollywood Studios, the Frozen sing-along experience. And I have some video I may share with that. This is such a fun and funny show. They play songs from Frozen that the audience can sing along to. All two quote-unquote Arendelle historians relate the history and plot of Frozen with funny dialogue and bad puns, which is right up my alley. At the end, it snows and everyone loses their mind with like this unbridled joy. They're just like, (laughs) oh my gosh, it's so amazing. You just see all these people just, it's just pure happiness radiates out of that place. And for food, uh, the sci-fi dine-in because you can sit inside a retro car, which I also Mm -hmm. love, in front of this huge drive-in screen that plays previews for old B movies, sci-fi movies. And so far, it's the only drive-in experience I've ever had. Really? I've always wanted to go. Okay, future episode. For sure. Yeah. Okay, we're leaving Disney World. I've got a few more places to go. I told you, we went to a lot of places. You did. Jekyll Island. So if you only have a short time to spare, I suggest visiting Mosaic the Jekyll Island Museum and taking a tour. Your purchase also gives you admission to the museum itself. And I always enjoy the broad overviews that tour guides provide because it gives me a big picture. So if I have, if I have more time, I can kind of decide where best to apply it. Mm-hmm. And our tour guide was Aaron and he was particularly delightful and told lots of jokes with excellent callbacks, which I really appreciated. And <laughs> for food, we didn't end up eating on the island itself, but we ate at a Cheddar's in Brunswick where we met the most darling, delightful waitress named Lainey. So if you're listening, hello, Lainey. She said she would start listening to <laughs> us. On Thai B, the beach near the end of the island, right around 17th Street. It's close to all the fun little touristy shops, but far enough away that you can really enjoy the peace of the beach. Uh-huh. And for food, Sunrise Cafe and Fanny's on the Beach. I don't know if they will qualify as hidden gems because they were pretty populated, but they it's a tie. I was trying to only do one food place, but this one was definitely a tie. The Sunrise Cafe for breakfast and Fanny's for lunch or dinner and you're golden. Like oh. you can eat there every day. The The food is good. The French fries at Fanny's might be the best I have ever eaten really? in my life. Yes. Wow. And I told them that too. And they were like, all right. <laughs> okay. Charleston, you know what I'm going to recommend? Tommy Dew's Walking Tour. Oh, yes. Of course, it's going to be Tommy Dew's Walking Tour. The whole reason I wanted to stop over in Charleston is to see Tommy and to walk through the historic Charleston City Market. We were really lucky because we called and he was only doing an 11 o'clock tour and we were going to get there about two minutes before 11. Yes. Yes. And he, he said, don't worry about it. You know, just get here when you can. So he kind of waited on us, but I did arrive right on time. It was a smaller crowd. He said he'd had like 20 people on his tour the day before, but this time there's only two additional people. Oh yeah. So, so he, it was very individualized. It was literally very individualized because he said, Hey Ashley, did we go see this on your two tours, the doc theater? And I said, yeah, I've seen that both. I've I've been on this tour three times. So two of the, I don't remember back in the day what we saw on our honeymoon, but I knew the last two times he had taken us past the dock theater. He yeah. said, you know what? We're going to go this way instead. So he took us specifically because I'd already seen the path Aww. of the dock theater. We went through another way and he showed us so many cool new things that I had wow. never seen. And him and Brian were cutting up and having a great time. They were like a little comedy duo. <laughs> 
but it was it was fun it was i just i love visiting him and he's he's just the best okay so a couple honorable mentions a few booths that i love at the market justin falk f-a-l-k photography is one there i think there's a real artistry to his images i have one hanging in my office already and i need to find a place for the second one which was this can you see this oh is that not beautiful oh, that is beautiful so tell them what it looks like. Well, it's like kind of like a little harbor scene where you see all of these boats of various size and yeah. shape. They're all docked there. But the colors, there's so many tones that are yeah. kind of earth tones. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you'll have like a little blue right. in there. I'm not going to take a picture of that by itself because I don't want someone to copy it. But you can maybe take a picture of me holding it so people can get to experience it. But oh, I just thought it really gorgeous. struck me. And then the Peruvian alpaca fashion booth, I've bought a lot of her her gloves and her hats over the years. And I long, long time ago, I bought a alpaca stuffed up. I mean, it's like a little alpaca animal because you know, I love alpacas. I did not need another one. I didn't need another one. <laughs> but I saw this one. It had the same coloring as my sweet dog, Riley, and they sold and I had to have it. <laughs> Could you not? Can you not believe this? Feel it. Oh my goodness. It, it makes you want to hug it. Like you can like, just look at the it. Feel the fur. It's, oh, it's so soft. It's so soft. It's adorable. And it looks like Riley. And I said, well, now you've got my money. Okay, yeah, here we go. That's. I just yeah. melted. How did, I, I how caved. Did you pass that up? I caved immediately. I melted immediately. And Brian's like, are we getting ready to buy an alpaca? I was like, yes, we are. <laughs> and its name is Riley. And it's amazing. It's kind of got the. I kind of got the same color scheme going you here. You do. You do. You got a theme. Okay, I do. Okay. There was another store. I cannot find her business card. And I didn't want to not mention her because I bought a Christmas gift for you. Like the earrings. Do you remember the earrings? And yeah. I, I cannot find her card, but it was something called Island Crafts or I cannot remember it. If I ever find it, I will share it. But she yeah. was, it's lovely. I, I wanted to mention her. I love her jewelry. They are made from authentic glass or items from Ooh, Charleston. So yeah. it really is made in Charleston and from Charleston. Yeah. Yeah, those earrings are gorgeous. Right. Asheville, Biltmore. I mean, I've mm. talked so much about it. I don't need to right. keep going on about it. It's just go. It's a definite item for your bucket list. And where you and I live and located, it's an easy weekend retreat. You can drive down on a Friday, explore the estate on the Saturday, and come home on a Sunday. And since we haven't had a chance to eat in a lot of places in Asheville that aren't just a chain, I'm going to recommend the breakfast buffet at that Doubletree Hotel. It was incredible. There was so much to choose from. They had a whole thing, like three different tables of things, and the fruit was so good. Ooh. And they give you a free chocolate chip when you check in. I mean, it's not chocolate free. Chocolate chip cookie? Chocolate chip cookie. Oh, okay. Not yes. just one chocolate chip. I was like, I, I want more than one no, chocolate no, no, no. chip. And it's warm yeah. when you check in. Mm. I mean, you're paying for it with the hotel costs. But I was like, oh, yeah, I get a free chocolate That's chip cookie. That's a nice cookie. touch. It is a nice Feels touch. Feels homey. And I saved Savannah for last. We've already talked about Bonaventure Cemetery in a previous episode. So I'm going to recommend walking the shops on River Street this time. I don't mm. buy a lot of souvenirs, but I just really enjoy the atmosphere and the ambiance. And one of my favorite stores is actually called the Peanut Shop, which besides obvious peanuts, it has apparel and purses and other cool gifts. It's where I got my repurposed canvas purse that mm. has vintage on it that you guys mm -hmm. like. And for food, the Cotton Exchange Tavern on River Street. They might literally be the best club sandwich I have ever eaten. Ooh. Oh, yes. Another cool store that we discovered this time is actually in the upper deck of River Street. It's called Shell Yeah. What? Shell. S-H-E-L. Oh, got it. I get yeah. it. Okay. And it has obviously cool shells, but it also had something very touristy and amazing. And Brian and I fell deeply, deeply into that trap. And I actually got you a souvenir from this store. Last time I was on a trip, we were doing Jaws. So I got you a little Jaws sticker Aww. from Tybee Island. And this time... I got you this. Oh, 
So hold it up to the light. This unique strip of 35 millimeter. Go ahead and read that loud. This unique strip of 35 millimeter motion picture film came from an actual movie reel. It was seen in an old movie theater on the big screen. Own a piece of film history. And it's Star Wars. It is. Oh, I cannot believe I know. That. Is that not cool? This is amazing. It's Luke Skywalker and his little white. Oh my gosh. I love it. Yay. Thank you. You're welcome. That is so cool. Wasn't that cool? I got myself a couple too. That's well, what I said. I we fell deep did. into this trap. We were like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. There was Gone with the Wind and the Wizard of Oz, Casablanca, Breakfast at Tiffany's. They only had selected movies, but yes. yeah. We, Which ones did you have to get for yourself? I got myself Casablanca. It's Ingrid Bergman's. Mm, yeah. The classic shot of her in the hat. And then I got myself um, Holly Golightly from Breakfast at Tiffany's. I was thinking mm-hmm. you had to have gone that Brian way. got himself one of Judy and the Scarecrow. That's what he got himself. Be- Yes, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That makes perfect sense. And that's the end of that section. So it's a little long, but... Very cool. cool. Lots of wonderful recommendations. Well, my next topic was something I've learned. Okay. And it was interesting because this week we released our ET part one episode. Yeah. And it starts with this intro from a Time Magazine article that I thought was just beautiful. But the the premise of it, or the gist of it is that in our childhoods, oftentimes it's not these pre-planned, orchestrated events that end up being really memorable for us. It's oftentimes just those simple moments or those everyday moments. And so that made me think of the same idea that I can apply to trips. Yes. What I have come to discover is, now don't get me wrong, Mm -hmm. some of those pre-planned or those orchestrated events, those excursions end up being amazing. In fact, the example I just gave talking about the kayaking trip, that was unbelievable. But I have come to discover, Kirk and I have talked about this, that a lot of times when we take trips, it's those unexpected Mm -hmm. moments. It's those simple moments that end up being magical and, and we'll talk about them years later. And so a few from this past trip that I took that stand out to me in Bisbee, they have this thing called the thousand step challenge because it has so many steps. In fact, they do an actual race where people will, you know, do all these steps in in this one event. But Kirk and I, we go walking in the mornings together and we just decided we're going to do a bunch of these steps. And so we would go up these different little staircases and all of a sudden we would be in a different part of Bisbee. We would be outside people's homes we would be seeing just different sights we would be looking out over the city in a different way and just it was just wonderful it was just so cool going to a little coffee shop Mm -hmm. in Bisbee again there's a little coffee shop we went to probably four or five times in two days because you could get treats there you you know but in the morning we had an experience where we were having coffee and these birds were just all Mm. over our table Mm -hmm. all over the floor you know the ground it was just wonderful and one last example the domes Oh, yeah. The domes were amazing in and of themselves. Yes. But one of the really cool side effects, side benefits, if you will, was that when we were there, there was no TV mm-hmm. and they had the setup to make your own s'mores. Mm-hmm. They had games out. So we ended up playing Pictionary. We were around the fire together. Mm-hmm. We, we made the s'mores together. Mm-hmm. 
the kids through cornhole, you know, a few yeah. times. And so it was, I think, the experience of being together, mm-hmm. doing things where maybe things you haven't done in a while or, you know, you, maybe you've never done. I don't know. It was just, I think it was just kind of special. Those those it. little moments, yeah. those simple little moments. Yes. That actually goes straight into what I was getting ready to really? talk about. I am not even kidding you. So I went with my favorite moments. Oh. I did, yeah. And just very basic. I know we were trying to keep this very brief and my last section was so long, but some of my favorite moments walking through the world showcase after dark Mm. at Disney World. The air is balmy and the lights on all the buildings are twinkling. And I think I love the world showcase so much because I realize I do not have the resources to be able to actually travel the world and going here, especially the sections of Germany and Italy and France and the United Kingdom. It literally feels like home to me. Mm. It just feels like not Disney World, but this particular section, it feels like this is where I belong uh. on these streets with these lights and this air. It's so lovely. And sunrise on Tybee Island. Mm. If I live near the beach, I hope that I would never ever get that this would never get old to me because right now it's my favorite part of traveling to the beach. I feel like the morning belongs to the waves and the birds and the wind and the sun. And there is something so reverent and holy about literally watching the sun break mm. the crest of the horizon and a new day beginning. Yeah. It's just, it's indescribable Mm -hmm. to me. And hearing, this is also the first time I walked under the pier and you could hear where pigeons have made their home up in the pier and you could hear them just cooing Uh and talking to each other. And that was something I'd never experienced. And it just felt like I'm in their world. (laughs) It was neat. It was really neat. In Savannah, we watched... And I'm going to show you video footage of this. We watched this enormous barge from Hong Kong enter the Savannah Canal. I don't know if it's called a canal. I'm calling it that. And discussing with other onlookers whether or not we thought it would make it under the bridge. Mm. (laughs) I mean, Mm -hmm. it did, but it did not look as though it would. Me and the little 10-year-old boy were like, I don't think it's going to (laughs) go. And the other ladies, they were like, no, no, it's going to go. It just, it's perspective. It's going to be fine. But it was a moment where strangers shared this moment as friends. And I love any Mm -hmm. moment that makes that happen happen. And it leads me to the memory of singing happy birthday in Fanny's to this woman celebrating her 70th birthday with two of her friends. And and she was just talking, she had a little banner and a little tiara and it said, I'm 70 today. And another patron went up to her and said, it's your birthday. And then he started singing and the whole restaurant just started singing to her. So to me, vacation is about experiencing new places, new people, new moments and ambiance. I'm not necessarily going to remember every little detail of every little trip, but I'm always going to remember the overall essence and how it made me feel. 100%. Mm -hmm. 100%. Well, that brings me to my last one. And I think that this is a good segue because my topic I chose was basically tips related to trips in general. And this is is just a candy opinion is what it is. But I agree with what you said. To me, it's the shared experiences. It's the feelings. It's Uh the bonding. Uh It's all of those things, experiential things Mm -hmm. that mean so much more than just being able to say I did this or I went there yeah and so one of the tips that that I I think I live by now actually first came to me through my friend Jennifer and her husband Rocky a long long time ago when we were doing our trips and we were on a super super tight budget Mm -hmm. we were talking to them and they had just come back from a trip to Martha's Vineyard Mm -hmm. and they were sharing that they had no idea what 
the cost of living there was that, mm-hmm. you know, how everything was priced and that it was just shock to them yeah. when they, they arrived and they started having to pay for meals right. or, or whatever they right. were doing. And I think it was Jennifer who said, we realized after a day or two that this was how it was. And we were either going to have to kind of accept it and just go on with it. Or mm-hmm. we were going to have to let, it was going to ruin our trip. Yeah. We were just going to be angry the whole time, yeah. frustrated the whole time. And so what I've come to realize myself is you obviously you have to stay within your budget you sure. have to you have to yes you, you can't have to be think ridiculous about, right but what I've realized is I value vacations and trips so much they are so valuable to me that I've come to the realization that there are always going to be unexpected expenses yeah so like when I care enough about them and I want them to be I want them to be good experiences so when I go to budget I figure out here's what I really think it's going to cost based on everything we're planning to do and where we want to go and where we're staying and then I go ahead and I budget like a whole chunk extra yeah because it's gonna happen Mm -hmm. but it's gonna happen Mm -hmm. and I don't want to be taken by surprise and I don't want to become angry or frustrated and let it ruin my trip right so that is one of the things that has become a tip for me is for example when we went on the kayaking trip we'd already prepaid for the kayaking but in order to get to the park where you met up with them, there was a $30 entrance fee. Oh, I did not expect know, that. But you had it. I could have, that could have really made me angry. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. But I was like, okay, I knew things like this would come up. Mm-hmm. I'm prepared for this. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is to do with the attitude as well. Mm-hmm. I have a, I belong to a Disney World tips and tricks Facebook group. And so many people are so stressed out mm-hmm. about going to Disney World. And that's why he and I have just said, you know, whatever happens, we're just going to enjoy ourselves and if we get to go we get to go if we don't or a particular ride or whatnot it's just the experience Mm -hmm. we just like being there and like I said I like being in the atmosphere of it I like world showcase at night so if all that's if that's all I got to do I would be perfectly happy Mm -hmm. I would just have a good time that is that's I think a great tip as well just try to like relax and enjoy Mm -hmm. it and make the most of it Mm -hmm. For a time, those of you who remember when this was open, I worked as a ride operator one summer at Opryland. Oh, yeah. And it was the rock and roller coaster. And we would rotate through the different positions, you know, as you operated that ride. And so one of the positions was to be the person with the stick who would measure whether the children were tall enough to ride the ride. And I met some very unhappy parents. I had, I got cursed at once or twice. Some One person got angry enough to kind of push the garbage can a little bit. And one of my other, one of the other coworkers, a friend said, you know, some of the most unhappy people on this, in this park seem to be parents. Yeah. And it hit me back then how sad that is because you would think your, your ideal is that the families at an amusement park are the happiest. Mm -mm. And so that I think speaks to the the lesson that you just said. You can't let the details ruin it for you, you know, like enjoy enjoy the experience with your family right just don't sweat the small stuff right exactly well actually i think we're ready to bring this to a close who are we going to cheers i think we cheers ourselves and our families <laughs> i mean and the great places that we went there's too many places but I, I say just the experience of taking family vacations i think it's important to do even if you mm-hmm. don't go far i mean whatever your budget is even if you just go a city over i'm sure there's a maybe one time you and i can do an episode where we find close hidden yeah, gems. little day trips little day trips yeah, yeah. or just wonderful yeah it, you can go out in your backyard and have a picnic mm-hmm. just do something together and make the memories and enjoy life yeah 
that's what the summer's for, right? So cheers to road trips in general. Yeah. And enjoying the summer with your family. Yes. Cheers to that. Cheers. If you love what we do, please rate and review our show. Or you can become a supporter by making a donation through buymeacoffee.com slash scandalwaterpod. Whether a single gift or a recurring monthly donation, it would go a long way towards supporting our work and allowing us to keep the tea brewing. At our website, www.scandalwaterpodcast.com, you can submit questions or your own story ideas, access our sources and show notes, see the merch we offer for sale, and more. You can join the Scandalwater community through our Scandalwater Podcast Facebook page or follow us on Instagram or TikTok at Scandalwater Podcast. This episode was executive produced by Candy Thomas, that's me, and Ashley Raymer Brown, that's me. It was researched and written by Candy Thomas and edited by Ashley Raymer Brown. A special thank you to Josh Martin, who wrote, composed, and performed the Scandalwater theme and other music, Matt C. Adams, who created the artwork, and Joshua Reith, who designed our website and provides ongoing technical support. As a reminder, this podcast is purely for entertainment purposes. The thoughts and opinions of the host during each episode of Scandalwater are their own and do not reflect the opinions of any future guests, advertisers, or clearly professional psychologists. Thanks for listening.